Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She's Katie Wu joining us here on the show, coming off of a Cardinals series win, something we haven't been able to say in just about a month after Katie joins us here on the show. show Katie, we appreciate the time. As always, hope New York treated you well. How are you doing today? I am well, fellas. New York treated me uh, perhaps a little too well, but... <laughs> More importantly, it treated the Cardinals pretty favorably. Their first series win in a month. You know, the last time they've, they won a series was June 18th through the 22nd, or May 18th through the 22nd, I should say, against the Dodgers. So not exactly something that you want to brag about, but I certainly did feel that the Cardinals really needed to uh, leave Queens with a series win just to start the road trip off on the right track, and they did that, so that was good to see. We could go a million different directions with this, but I do want to ask you about that series victory, Katie. The biggest thing that I noticed was kind of twofold. One, the offense showed up over the last two days, but two, and this is less of a tangible thing, the feeling around that dugout looked different yesterday. When you saw the Nolan Arenado home run and the celebration that ensued afterwards in that dugout, that dugout looked lifeless at times over the last few weeks. And I know some of that is because they've been losing. But even when you saw that victory down in Texas, that one nothing win, they looked just dead in that dugout. Did, did you notice something similar? And was the feel afterwards still that way whenever you went down there to talk to the players? You know, I completely agree. And I thought the biggest tell was when you compared the dugout and the clubhouse after the game from Friday to Sunday. I thought Friday's game was one of the most lifeless performances from this Cardinals club we've seen all season. And that is saying a lot. Um, they, you know, they just you knew after the first inning they weren't going to win that game. And that's just really not a sensation that could, this organization, this fan base had been used to up until this season. That's why I thought the series win was so imperative because to take that win after dropping that lifeless loss on Friday – they really had to grind it out and to see the reactions on Sunday. Now, John Denton said this and Lee.com writer um, for the covers does a great job. He said close games don't necessarily mean good game. And I don't think Sunday was necessarily a good game for either team, but I do think that it was important for the Cardinals to respond back the way that they did and have that emphatic reaction in the dugout. That says a lot. You know, I think the Cardinals knew how imperative it was to win Sunday's game, win the series, and to have Nolan Arenado, a guy who by his own admittance has not had the best season, has not felt like he's produced or contributed enough, be the deciding factor in that game. 
I thought that was huge for Nolan, huge for the club. And now they're going to carry this momentum into D.C. A big, I mean, you know, they should take care of business against the Nationals. That's not necessarily been a given this season. But, no, I do think the dugout celebrations says a lot about where this team is at. They're finding some momentum. Now they need to continue establishing it. You know, Katie, I, I appreciated Nolan Arenado yesterday postgame when he basically said, like, I'm not going to act like this is going to be the start of something big for us because we've got a lot of ground to pick up. But, you know, we've always looked at this on the flip side of, you know, when will you know that this Cardinals team is going to be sellers but let's do the opposite now that they actually seem to have some positive vibes for katie Wu, at what point are you willing to look at this and say okay the cardinals might be officially out of this bad slump that's a great question because um so far this season minus a two-week period they have not shown any semblance of being a consistent team or a team that is capable of pulling themselves out of a severe hole i mean this is the biggest hole uh, that they've had all season now DC will be telling they should take they at the minimum should win the series there. London, I'm not quite sure how to evaluate these, those two games because it's such a different environment. That park is tiny, by the way. Balls are going to be flying out all over the place. The big thing for me is how this team responds after London. They come back to a homestand, no gifts on the schedule. They have the Astros and the Yankees back to back at Bush Stadium. How they respond there with the jet lag of coming off a 10 day road trip. And how they look to poise themselves carrying into July, to me, that will, will dictate whether or not this team will be buyers or sellers. And it will honestly probably carry into the all-star break. So we'll see. I'm certainly, you know, if I'm looking at the Cardinals, I'm optimistic about that series win against the Mets. But, you know, the Mets are struggling just as heavily. And um, I think it's going to take much more than a series win over New York to convince anyone that this Cardinals team is close to figuring it out. But I don't want to take away from how big that series win was because, if, the, if they didn't win the series, then I don't really know how they can even continue improving morale or finding consistency at that point. Katie Wu is the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She joins us each and every Monday here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Katie, the news of the day is that Lars Newbar is officially back. He's going to be, uh, he has been actually activated at this point. They're sending Luke and Baker down. What does that mean for the outfield? In your opinion, how do you think they'll configure this thing? Yeah, happy Lars and Newt Bar Day. Um, <laughs> exciting for, for multiple reasons, of course, the bat, the defense, and just the charisma. But it's really going to uh, impact the defense, not just the outfield, but like throughout the infield, I think. So Lars Newt Bar comes back. Let's shake and bake and see what this offense or this defense is going to look like. There are a lot of different ways that he can impact it, and Ollie Marmel alluded to such yesterday when talking about the different ways that he could go with the outfield defense. Tommy Edmond, in my opinion, has been the Cardinals' best center fielder of the season. If you're looking to prioritize outfield defense, which has been statistically and from a metric standpoint, one of the worst aspects for the Cardinals this season, you can, I can see the argument of leaving Tommy Edmond in center field and putting Dylan Carlson and Lars Newbar in the corners. Now, the obvious question is, where does that leave Jordan Walker? You can DH him every day, and that's probably your best bet if you're prioritizing defense. What does that do for Jordan Walker from a developmental standpoint? The counter-argument there is MLB is not a developmental league, and we've heard Ollie Marmel say that as well. But because Jordan Walker, they brought him up because his bat is ready and they knew that he was going to have some growing pains in the outfield regardless, I can't see the Cardinals justifying moving him to moving Walker to the DH permanently, moving Gorman to second base as a starter, keeping Paul DeYoung at shortstop, Tommy Edmond in center, and Brendan Don as the roving utility. You know, that's probably your best defensive outfield or your best defensive defense, uh, your best defensive makeup in general. I can't see them doing that because they want, what does that do for Walker? So now we kind of get back to the problem that we had in April, where there are so many players that 
are talented, that have potential, that need experience, and we're not quite sure where they all fit. So I think when you're looking at the Cardinals and how they're going to roll out Lars Newbar and Tommy Edmond and Jordan Walker going forward, it's going to be it's going to tell us what they prioritize more. Are they prioritizing offense more, or are they prioritizing defense more? And we'll certainly see. Um, I do think the best thing for the Cardinals to do is to solidify that outfield defense, but I don't think they're going to simply because of what it would mean in setting Walker back from a development standpoint. We will certainly see going forward, uh, but I do think consistency is also critical to this Cardinals team. I would imagine St. Louis not doing what they did in April with a different position, different lineup for each guy each day. Uh, Certainly we'll be telling to see how Ollie Marmel rolls out his lineup, and I think we'll be able to figure out what the Cardinals are prioritizing going forward based on that lineup alone. Speaking of of it not being a a development league from the eyes of Ollie, Marmol, Katie. I mean, Nolan Gorman is going through it right now. What is the last like 25 or so games he has struggled at the plate? Do they consider just sitting Nolan Gorman for a little bit of a stretch now that Newt Bar's back and you can use Edmund in the outfield if Walker goes to DH? Or do you think Ollie looks at this and says, let's let him power through it? I think you're going to see Gorman power through it. I mean, he's going to be a critical part of this team going forward. And these slumps, they happen. We saw this happen to Gorman last year in his rookie year as well. You know, baseball is all about adjusting. And Nolan Gorman figured out how to make that key adjustment. Now opposing pitchers have adjusted to those adjustments that he made. So it's back and forth, like just a relentless cat and mouse game. But I think Gorman has earned the opportunity to fight his way through it. I mean, you saw Ollie Marmel stick with Wilson Contreras for super long in the five hole for reasons that may or may not have made sense to us. But And I know it's a different circumstance when you look at the contract based on where Nolan Gorman is at in his career. But... These are the guys that the Cardinals are counting on to carry them this season, and I don't see Ollie Marmel sitting Gorman maybe a couple days just to get his timing back, but I, I would expect Gorman to be in there pretty much every day in an effort to adjust the adjustments that opposing pitchers have made against him already. Katie, I'm going to give full disclosure to the audience because um, we are going to play the lineup game here momentarily, and I have not seen it. I want to make that very clear, but Tanner just said into my ear, the lineup is out and Jordan Walker is the DH today. What does that tell you? What's your reaction to that? Great. Let me look at the lineup because I think I just got that alert. I did. Um, Don't tell us anything else. Don't tell us anything else. Oh, Am I not supposed to read it? Am I not supposed to read? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Yeah. We're, we're going to play, play the game. lineup game just here in just a little bit Walker where we have to guess. DH. But what is your reaction to, to Jordan Walker as the DH? <laughs> okay, well, good news is I didn't actually see anything. Good. Um, the Jordan, Jordan, I almost messed that up for you guys. Uh, happy Monday. Jordan Walker is a DH. Um, that's pretty telling to me. That's pretty telling that the Cardinals need to stabilize their outfield defense, and they're willing to do that. Um, and put Walker's development to the side. Uh, but when again, when you look at the metrics from the outfield defense, it was really, really poor for the last month. So it makes sense that Ollie Marmel has found a way to stabilize a very dire situation for the Cardinals. Let's keep in mind the Cardinals pitching staff is a pitch-to-contact staff. You need solid outfielders that can hit the cutoff man, that can cover their routes, sprint speed. This is the most athletic and I think uh, most confident you can feel in an outfield that doesn't have Jordan Walker. I'm going to assume... Again, that's Tommy Edmond in center field, and Seems like I would say Dylan and right, and Larson Larson left. That to me is probably your most sturdy and steady outfield uh, defensive makeup. Hey, Katie, we'll be reading all of your work over at the Athletic and following along on Twitter as well at Katie J Wu. Thanks for joining us as you do each and every Monday. We'll talk with you again soon. You got it, guys. Have fun with that lineup game.